Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1997's Spawn. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be reviewing 1997's Spawn. But before I get to that, we're going to be doing things I watched this week. First, let's talk about this Hawkeye trailer, which has got me really excited. (laughs) Got me really excited. They dropped this... uh, Dropped this trailer on when did they drop this trailer? Like on um, they dropped this trailer pretty pretty early. I think they I think I want to say they dropped this like on a Monday or something. I want to say they dropped this uh trailer like on a Monday. Just come. I love Marvel. <laughs> I want to say this. I want to say this. I know I'm up Marvel's ass again. Uh, but I love I love Marvel Marvel Studios the way they just drop a trailer in your lap because. This is what this is what Marvel does. They give you like a little scoop of what's going on. They might give you a picture or something, and you're waiting like months and months and months. And you're like, when are they when are they gonna drop this trailer? When are they gonna drop this trailer? Because we've seen pictures of Hawkeye of what's going on with Hawkeye for months for not even months for a whole year now. You know, I think they started shooting this in like. Maybe the end of 2019, I think. So, like, that's almost like a year and a half, or almost two years. Excuse me, almost two years and a half. This is like almost two years and a half that they um that they uh been shooting this, and so you're like, where's the trailer for this? Where's the trailer for Hawkeye? I know you had the pandemic happen. They had to push some shit back. Uh, they had to push black, uh, push back uh, Black Widow, uh, which I think that was like supposed to be leading into Hawkeye. If you watch the the ending of the um, of Black Widow, if you watch the um, what's the what, what's that called? The ending credits, like the 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 stinger. If you watch the stinger at the end of Black Widow, uh, it's it's supposed to lead you to Hawkeye, pretty much. Like it's leading you to Hawkeye, but. From this trailer I see, from this trailer I see, they're not showing you that at all. And they might be keeping it a secret, I don't know, because, like, at the end of Black Widow, spoiler alert, sorry, uh, uh, Elena Belova, uh, isn't it, is her name Elena Belova? Elena Belova, uh, is contacted by, or, yeah, she's contacted by... What's her name? Contessa Valentino, whatever the fuck her name is. Madam Hydra. She's uh contacted by Madam Hydra. And Madam Hydra's like, you want to know who killed your sister? And like she gives her a picture of Hawkeye, and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> that's how the movie ends. So we don't get we don't really see that here. In this trailer, it's just mostly focusing on uh, Clint and him teaming up with uh, Kate Bishop, who's played by Haley Stansfield. Or is it Haley Stansfield or Haley Steinsfield? I'm 
I'm butchering her fucking name. I think it's Haley Steinfeld, right? Is it Haley Steinfeld? Haley, I'm sorry, Haley Steinfeld. She's played by Haley Steinfeld. And it looks like it's just like focusing on the two of them. They got, it's kind of got like this, this trailer, this whole trailer's kind of got like this diehard buddy cop type of feel to it because it's set in Christmas. I love that it's set in Christmas because that's something that they haven't done before. They haven't, they haven't, I don't think they've done a movie that was set in Christmas. Oh, or was that Iron Man 3? I think Iron Man 3 might have been set in Christmas, but Iron Man 3 sucks. So, <laughs> fuck Iron Man 3. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Fuck Iron Man 3. But, uh, it looks like this movie's, looks like this movie's been set at, around Christmas time. They even play it's the most wonderful time of the year. They play that. Um, they play that song. It makes it makes it makes the trailer so much better for some reason. <laughs> Playing that song makes it so much better. But I just love it. I just love that this this trailer is showing you why Hawkeye is Hawkeye. You know, like the part where like somebody tries to throw like a Molotov cocktail through the window and he catches it and throws it right back at him. I was like, that's some Hawkeye shit. That's the Hawkeye I know from the comics. And like they're about to put some respect on Hawkeye's name. I wish this was a movie. Honestly, I wish that this Hawkeye miniseries was a movie. Cause I've always been a fan of Hawkeye. I'm a I'm an OG fan of Hawkeye. I've always liked Hawkeye. But he never really got the respect in the MCU that I think he deserves. You know, like he's like he's a he's a real fucking badass Hawkeye. Like he's a, like a real just like snarky badass. You know, which I know uh, we we got a whole bunch of like snarky badasses in Marvel, but uh, <laughs> but he, he he's he's another one of them. He's he's really cool. Like he could. Like he can just really shoot arrows real good, you know. Like he got he got all types of trick arrows and shit. I think even in this trailer, like they showed that where he was like, "No, don't use that one. That'll kill you" or something like that. He was saying, <laughs> he was saying some type of shit. But I'm I'm looking forward to this trailer. I mean, I'm looking forward to the show. I don't care about Easter eggs. There's all these all these people up here talking about. Oh, is the kingpin gonna show up? Is um uh, uh what's her name? Goddamn, Vera Farmiga's in the in the trailer. Is she Madam Mask and all this shit? Like, I don't really care about all that shit. I'm gonna watch the show, and if it happens, it happens. Cause that's how we got caught up with Mephisto. Remember, remember in Wandavision when we thought Mephisto was gonna show up <laughs> at the end? It was like, oh my god, it's Mephisto. Uh, the new Quicksilver. He's Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. I saw Mephisto on the hundred dollar bill. I saw Mephisto. <laughs> I saw Mephisto in my pancakes. Mephisto is here, you know. And now, now they, now Marvel just fucking with us. They're like, we ain't never gonna give y'all Mephisto, or right, we gonna wait, we gonna make, we gonna wait a really long time to give you Mephisto. <laughs> you know, they just, they, they just fucking with us now. <laughs> Because we were so gung-ho about Mephisto being in WandaVision. And we're like, because we think we could, because we think we could predict everybody, predict everything. And kind of tired of the shit. I'm tired of the, of, the, of the theories. I'm tired of all this bullshit. Let's just go and watch the movie at this point. 
at this point, I'm like, can we just watch the movie? Can we, can we just see the movie? Because when when you when you're predicting shit and you're not gonna get what you want, it's just gonna turn into uh, <laughs> it's just gonna turn into disappointment. You know, you you walking into these movies and getting disappointed. That's what you're doing. You're setting yourself up for failure. That's what you're doing. But yeah, I am I'm I'm hyped for this show, man. I wish I I wish it was a movie. Can we bump Eternals and, and put Hawkeye in that spot? <laughs> like seriously, you know, I, I'm more excited for the Hawkeye TV show than I am for Eternals. Honestly, I think I already talked about that. I'm like, I'm not, that, I'm not that hyped for Eternals. I'm really not. I'm really not that hyped for Eternals. But anyway, looking forward to this. I wish it was a movie. Let's move on. I, I'm, I'm talking in circles now. So let's move on. Uh, what if episode six? Let's talk about what if episode six. This was really a Killmonger episode, mostly. They made you, I, I saw the trailer for it, it kind of made you think it was like a Tony Stark and Killmonger episode, but no, this is mostly a Killmonger episode. And my, my, my God, man, my God. Um, this episode here, I'm not gonna say it's one of my favorites, this is probably going to be at the bottom too. Uh, as this show gets along, I'm, I think I'm starting. We're going to start to get to episodes where I'm, where like they're in the bottom for me. This is a bottom one. This is up here with um, uh, the the Captain Carter one. This is a bottom one, but still good. I haven't been bored by an episode of What If, but like there's been episodes of What If where it's just like mm, that's alright, you know. <laughs> that one's alright. You know, even the zombie one, I was like, mm, yeah, that, that one's all right. You know, like I said, my favorite one is, uh, my favorite is uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. I like that one. Um, the Doctor Strange one is a second one. That, that That's a that's a top, t- the Doctor Strange one is a top tier one for me too. Uh, but we've, we've, do, we've done this every episode of me ranking. <laughs> Me ranking episodes of What If? Uh, let's not let's not do that. Let's not run into circles. But like the Killmonger one, this one right here is a bottom. This is a bottom tier one. But let's talk about the episode. Let's talk about the episode a little bit. This is pretty much just. They should have just called what they should have just called this episode. They should have just called this episode. What if Killmonger was smarter? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it gives you hope. This episode gives you hope that maybe in another universe, Killmonger's not a piece of shit. But he is. <laughs> Killmonger's a piece of shit in any universe you put him in. <laughs> Eric Killmonger ain't shit. <laughs> he is a fucking, he is a fucking genocidal fucking asshole. Is what he is. It's, it's just this time he does it smarter. He does it more. He does it more intelligently, because what he does is he he saves Tony Stark from the from the explosion, which is funny because I watched Iron Man. My daughter, my daughter last night wanted to watch Iron Man, like the first Iron Man, and we watched the first Iron Man. And I thought about the What If episode. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, man!" I was looking at because I was looking at the What If episode at the beginning because it starts off with like the beginning of Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, and like 
we looked at Iron Man last night, and I was just like, huh. Pretty, pretty dead on. You know? <laughs> they were pretty spot on with that. But, yeah. But, yeah, he saved, like, like Killmonger saving Tony Stark. And, like, so Tony Stark never went into the cave. Tony Stark never became Iron Man. And the guy really, he got rid of Obadiah Stain. Because uh, uh, Killmonger kind of set up Obadiah Stain. <laughs> or tried to say that uh, Obadiah Stain ordered the attack on Tony. So, like, you, like, got that out of the way. So, we don't get, we don't even get an Ironmonger in this, uh, in, in this universe. Uh, so, Tony, Tony is just praising Killmonger, giving Killmonger all his power, and then they start building these fucking robots, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they start building these robots, and, like, he, uh, he told Iron Man, he told, not Iron Man, there's no Iron Man in this universe, but, like, he told Tony Stark where the vibranium was, and so he went to go get the vibranium, and then he went to go talk to Ulysses Claw, and, uh, I think, no, he sent Rhodey, he sent Rhodey to go talk to Ulysses Claw, and, cause, like, and, like, Rhodey doesn't really trust Killmonger at all, and, like, this dude, like, fucking, Killmonger's just fucking devious, man, Black Panther shows up, it tries to stop uh, Ulysses Claw. This is Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman in this epi- in this episode as uh, Black Panther as T'Challa, uh, which makes me think. I was like, what? What was the last thing he did for Marvel? Because they keep saying this is the last thing Chadwick Boseman did. This is the last thing Chadwick Boseman did. But I'm keep hearing Chadwick Boseman keeps showing up in episodes. I was like, when did he stop? You know. What I mean? You know, like I'm like, because like they were saying, like the Star Lord episode was the last thing Chadwick Boseman did. Then he showed up in the Marvel Zombie episode. <laughs> you know, like, he's in the Marvel Zombie episode, and then you're like, then you're kind of like, maybe that's the last thing Chadwick Boseman did. Because I think they even, they even at the end of the uh, Star Lord episode, they said dedicated to our friend Chadwick Boseman. So you're like, oh, this is the last thing he did, but he shows up like what? Four episodes, like, oh, not four episodes, three episodes. Shows up, like, three episodes later in the zombie episode, and then another episode, he shows up in this episode, you know? And I'm like, and I'm like, is there any more Chadwick Boseman you want to tell us about, or is this it? Because I don't know, because I don't know what else he did in the, in, 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 in the show. And then, like, the then... T'Challa dies in this episode. Killmonger kills T'Challa in this episode. So I'm like, dude, I hope he didn't go out like that. You know? <laughs> I hope he didn't go out like that. I hope that doesn't become... Oh, that's not their excuse to not recast T'Challa. <laughs> You're like, hey, he died in uh, What If episode 6. So uh, T'Challa dead. Uh, Killmonger killed him in another universe. And uh, that ripple effect went into the main universe of Black Panther, and so, uh, they ain't no more T'Challa, because he got killed in that other universe by Killmonger, so, so, we not recasting T'Challa, I hope they don't do that, but, uh, you know, I hope that's not the reason, I hope that's not the reason that they give, but yeah, this whole episode was just, like, what if T'Challa was smarter in taking over Wakanda, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, 
you can check out the episode yourself. You know, but like, like he just took all he just took all the precautions that he didn't take in the main MCU. <laughs> you know, because he didn't think about T'Challa. He didn't think about um. He didn't think about uh maybe the Avengers. I know the Avengers didn't show up, but if he would have went through his plan, the Avengers would have stopped him eventually. I mean, like we talk about um we talk about uh because I was every time I go back to that Black Panther movie and I thought about that, I was like, yo man, even if you go through and send these like goddamn uh these goddamn planes out and shit that are gonna like destroy white people and shit like you still got the avengers to deal with you know (laughs) he didn't think about that he didn't think about the fact that he still had the avengers to deal with so he kind of took that out because uh he takes out uh tony stark and roadie so like we we don't have an iron man therefore we don't get an avengers so that's it that's the end of that but go check out the episode it's on disney plus it's a pretty good episode uh i'll be back with my review of spawn right after these messages Alright guys, welcome back to the show Spawn from 1997. Let's talk about how I watched this movie as a kid. Uh, This is a movie I actually saw in theaters. Uh, To put a caveat on that, I actually saw this movie with a date. This was actually my first date. (laughs) This was actually my first date. It was chaperoned because we were 12 years old, by the way. It was a chaperoned date. It was me and a young lady. And our mothers chaperoned us because they didn't want the hanky-panky going on there. Uh, but that was a that was that was, just, that was just a little nice little 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 you know caveat on it that it like <laughs> my first date with a girl was spawn. <laughs> going to see spawn. But uh <laughs> It was, it was it was a chaperone though, so I, I don't really count it, but because like our moms were there, you know, so I don't I, I really don't count that as a date per se, you know, like I really don't I really don't count it as a date, but I'm I'm staying on this too long, but yeah, I'm like I, I went on a, I went on a chaperone date with a girl at 12 years old, we went to go see Spawn, but um, I do remember being excited about this movie uh, when I saw the trailer. Uh, Cause I remember seeing the trailer when I was on, uh, like we went on vacation. I think it was, I think I was at a family reunion that year. We, like we, we went to go, we went to a family reunion, and I remember seeing the trailer like on like in like the hotel, <laughs> or like the hotel. Um, God dang, I'm trying to remember the hotel uh, television, the hotel television. I remember seeing it on the hotel television. And I was like, holy sh-. I was like, holy shit, they're making a Spawn movie. <laughs> you know, I was hype. I was hype. Uh, because I was a Spawn fan. I was like, I was a, I was a Spawn fan. And I like at that time I like I just like heavily got into comic books like three years early. I wanna say I got into comic books when I was like about like nine years old. About like nine. Yeah, around like nine. I heavily got into comic books. I was collecting comic books. I was collecting, if you remember the, uh, remember the comic book cards, my mom would, like, take me there, take me to the comic book shop, 
and like I just pick out comic books and I would just pick out like comic cards. I had like a whole like binder of uh comic cards. I sold them. I remember I sold them for uh I think I sold my comic cards with some porn. <laughs> you know <laughs> because Pornhub wasn't a thing in like 2002, so you know <laughs> It was it was it was it was it was hard to get porn. So there was a kid that I was friends with. Uh, we would trade goods for porno. Uh, you know, I would trade goods for porno, uh, and I traded my comic book cards for because I, I would just trade shit I didn't want no more. <laughs> you know, like I would just trade. I was like, because eh. I was like, eh, I don't want this shit no more. You can have this. And like he'd give me a porno tape, and you know, so, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't exactly the ladies' man in high school. You would you would say, but um, I was the I was the little nerdy comic book cinephile kid. That's that's who I was. Uh, you can't you 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 don't get no pussy being the the nerdy comic book cinephile kid, especially in a black high school. You know, so you know, so, my high school was predominantly black. So yeah, me being a comic book nerdy cinephile who liked who, who, who liked uh, like anime and shit too not of not a big turn on for the ladies especially the black girls you know in, in high school in 2000 in 2002 so uh, you know so i had i had to watch i had to watch the pornos but yeah i traded those but like i was heavily into comic books i was really really heavy into comic books so i was like really hyped to see this movie uh hype as a comic book fan and as a spawn fan really hyped to go see this movie uh this movie was uh directed by mark az dippy that's how i'm gonna say it there's like a little accent at the top of the p i don't know if it's dippy or dippy or dippy it's mark dippy but uh but i'm gonna say mark dippy mark az dippy who made his uh, directorial debut. This was his directorial debut. Uh, the screenplay was written by Alan B. McElroy. The movie has a score of 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie also had a budget of $45 million. That's debatable, because I think it's between 40 and $45 million, so it's debatable. And it brought in... million at the box office. So it wasn't a loss. The movie wasn't a wash. Uh, For those who don't know, Spawn is based on a 1992 image comic book made by Todd McFarland. This is also one of the two superhero movies in 1997 to feature African-American in the lead role. The other is Steel, which which I believe came out in... June of 1997 if I'm if I can recall the summer of 1997 I got the I got the mind of a Rolodex you know so things like this I got the mind of a Rolodex but then little shit I got the mind of a goldfish you know I don't my mind is weird but anyway um I believe Steel came out in June of 1997 but yeah this is like the second movie to feature an African-American in a lead role in the same year in a superhero role in the same year Let's talk about the pros and let's talk about the cons of this movie. The pros. Michael Jai White is a perfect spawn. I have to say that. 
Michael J. White is a great spawn. Like, his performance is really good. It's, like, shockingly good. It, like... Man, I'll go on record. I'll go on record in saying that this is his best performance ever. Because... Michael Jai White suffers from the disease of nice guy but can't act. <laughs> you know, just like Keanu Reeves, if you listen to my point break review uh last week. I talked about Keanu Reeves. Because like point break is Keanu Reeves' best best performance. And I talked about him. I was like, he's not the best actor. Seems like a sweetheart of a guy. Not the best actor. And I have to say that about Michael Jai White, too. Seems like a sweetheart of a dude. You know, seems like a nice guy. I've seen him on Vlad TV. He comes off as like a real respectful, cordial, you know, like, like he has his morals in the right place type of dude. You know, like he seems like that type of guy. You know, it seems like a nice dude. But he can't, I hope he, I hope he don't take advantage for this because I like, I like Michael Jai White as a person from what I see, from what he gives us. I like Michael Jai White as a person, but as an actor, he's not the best. <laughs> he's not the best. Great martial artist, too. Great fucking martial artist. But he's not the best actor. <laughs> not the best actor at all. But he's great in this. He's great in this. He's a great spawn. I looked at him. Because I looked at this movie again. I was like, is Michael J. White a good spawn? Because <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think about it. I was thinking about it. Because I, I looked at this. And then I think about like the animated series. You know, and I think about this. And I was like, I think he might be a good spawn. I think Michael J. White is good as spawn <laughs> but other than that other than that he's not the best actor this is his best performance another person that's really good this is john leguizamo john leguizamo is trying really hard trying really hard i, I want to say that john leguizamo gives his 110 percent in this movie as clown like, he does things, like, first of all, that fat suit he's got to put in, because John Leguizamo's not a big dude, you know, like, John Leguizamo's a scrawny guy, he's a skinny dude, and to put him in all this prosthetic makeup, and put him in that fat suit where he has to crotch down, because, like, he's a tall guy, he's a skinny guy, but he's a tall guy, you know, so, like, he had to crotch down, you know, <laughs> to, uh, to do clown. And I remember, I remember not even realizing that was John Leguizamo until I think I saw like a, I saw a, um, an interview with him like back in the day when he was like, I think it was like an Entertainment Tonight interview with him. And like, it was like, he went comic book shopping, like he went comic book shopping with one, like one of the ET correspondents or some shit. And that's when he was saying like, yeah, I'm playing clown and spawn. And I was like, that's him? I was like, you know, like, <laughs> I remember saying that. I was like, that's him? Because, like, they put all the makeup on him, and he's in the fat suit, and he has to crotch down. You would have I thought that was, like, Danny DeVito or some shit. You know, like, <laughs> I thought that was, like, some short fucking actor that they cast. Maybe some unknown short actor that they cast as clown. And then it was like, that's John Leguizamo. I'm like, John Leguizamo was like, I'm playing clown and spawn. I'm like, yo, that's pretty good. But John Leguizamo tries his, he tries his damnedest to make this character good. Uh, he, he, uh, 
dude eats pizza with maggots on it. That's the biggest thing I've seen. I'm like, this dude eats pizza with maggots on it. I heard he threw up right afterwards, but but he did that. That's commitment, man. I can't I can't shit on John Leguizamo for this for this for this acting job, man. Cause John Leguizamo is kind of like he's kind of like uh, Marlon Wayans. He's kind of like Adam Sandler when it comes to movies. There's some shit he's good in, and there's just some. There's, I mean, like, there's some shit that he's bad in. Like this, there's a, he's got his, he's got his shitty roles, just like those guys. And then there's just movies that he's in that just blow you the fuck away, and you're like, this dude's a talented fucking actor, you know? <laughs> like when it comes to stand-up comedians, it was like he's he's in that role where he's in that he's in that 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 boat with like Adam Sandler and John uh, and uh, Marlon Wayans, where it's just like. Those guys can do shit. Those guys can do shit for a paycheck. And then, like, they'll just go and be in this movie and be in this role that you're just, like, blown away. And you're like, this dude should be nominated for an Academy Award. It's that fucking good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they go do some, and then they go do some fuck shit. And you're like, oh, my God, come on, man. But I understand. I don't shit on that shit no more. And, like, it's a paycheck. Do what you got to do. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, he... He gives his all in this movie. I I can't shit on John Leguizamo for that. Teresa Randall is fine as always. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I should I should just have like a segment with just, uh, Teresa Randall. You know, <laughs> like Teresa Randall should just have a segment on this show because I talk about Teresa Randall a lot on this show. It's becoming a running it's becoming a running gag on this show to talk about Teresa Randall. You know, because. <laughs> I want to say this is probably like the third or fourth movie that had Teresa Randall in it. And I was just talking about how fine Teresa Randall is, you know? Because <laughs> Teresa Randall fine as fuck. She's pretty and fine as shit, you know? <laughs> you know she got the pretty ass eyes, you know? I like, I should just have a segment on the show just called Teresa Randall is fine. <laughs> That's what it should be. Just have a segment, a short segment, like, Teresa Randall is fine, you know, she blow my mind, you know, like, just just have a whole, whole song about it, but maybe later, maybe later, because this is the 90s, most of these movies I'm talking about in the 90s, and Teresa Randall's in a lot of movies in the 90s, so you're gonna hear a lot about Teresa Randall in the 90s, especially in, like, black film. You know, like if every time I talk about like a black movie or something like that, Teresa Randall's in it. She's in there somewhere. Even <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit, Teresa Randall's in here. You know, <laughs> but, but Teresa Randall, fine as always. Mm, She's not the best actress, but she fine as fuck. <laughs> she ain't got to. She ain't got to be the best actress. She fine as shit. She still look good today. She gotta be like pushing sixty. Teresa Randall gotta be pushing 60 years old. And I seen a picture of her recently. I was like, damn, she's still fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she was in Bad Boys for Life. And I was like, damn, she's still fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my God. But let's move on. Um, the violator looked cool. You know, that was that was like the coolest thing in this movie is the violator. The, the that's the uh that's the big skinny crackhead demon that uh the clown turns into he looked cool i love the animatronics of that 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 was pretty dope 
uh, the makeup in this movie is really good. Like, Spawn's makeup is good. Clown, I already talked about Clown. They did a great jo- makeup job on Clown. I like that. That was that was pretty good. Um, do I have some more pros? Oh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Soundtrack's really good. In some cases, the soundtrack is better than the movie. <laughs> you know? uh, I remember having spawn on vhs after it came out i remember having spawn on vhs because i just had to own i just had to own it uh, i just had to fucking own it uh and there was a lot of times i would just fast forward through the whole movie and just listen to the ending credits because they had a lot of because they had a lot of good music on it uh you know like that filter song can't you trip like i do i love that fucking song you know there's a there's a bunch of other things on that album that are pretty, that's pretty fucking good, man, I love, I love that soundtrack, also props to them for not stereotyping this soundtrack, uh, because they use a hard rock soundtrack for a black superhero, which, that's dope, I don't even think Steel had a black, had a, had a hard rock soundtrack, I think they probably, I think they had, like, more of a hip-hop R&B soundtrack, uh, Black Panther had a hip-hop R&B soundtrack, Spawn is the only one where it's just, like, yeah, it's a black superhero, but we're gonna play hard rock for this motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cause I love hard rock. You know, I love metal. I love uh alternative rock. You know, like it, it's 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 one of my it's some of my favorite genres. I love hip hop too, but you know, I like I like I like I, I like all types of music really, but I love hard rock. Hard rock's cool. Um let's talk about the best scene in the movie. The best scene in this movie for me was the party scene. Uh it's a little hokey. It's a little hokey, especially when Spawn comes down from the uh from the from the <laughs> when Spawn like comes down from the ceiling, like he breaks through the glass. The glass kind of like evaporates and disappears, and he's got the big ass fucking cape. It looked like a big ass. <laughs> it looked like a big ass fucking roll of fruit roll up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you're like, you look at that shit now, you're like, oh my god, that looks terrible. <laughs> but the party scene, I think the party scene is really good when he's coming after Jason. And then, because uh, uh, Jason Wynn is played by Martin Sheen. I'll get to Martin Sheen later. Uh, but he has, like this, uh, he has this other assassin named uh, Jessica Priest. And when, like, Jessica Priest and... Uh, Jessica Priest and Spawn get into the gunfight with each other. I think that's the that's the dopest scene in the whole goddamn movie to me. That's the dopest scene in the whole movie to me. Uh, now let's get into the cons of this movie. <laughs> let's get into the lows of this movie. The beginning of this movie is low budget as fuck. You know, <laughs> the beginning of this movie is low budget as shit. Um, cause like it just looks like. It just looks like they're just giving you like a backstory, but like they're kind of using scenes that are in the movie and just snipping them in. And <laughs> but like the shit, the shit is just so fucking low budget. And then they show you, then they got hell in the background. What's supposed to be hell? Oh my god. Um, let's talk about the special effects. Let's talk about the special effects in this movie, the special effects in this movie did not age well, and I seriously can't believe that 
this came from the same people that did Jurassic Park. The same people that did the special effects and the animatronics for Jurassic Park did the special effects for this movie. And these special effects are fucking shitty. They are so shitty. Like the coolest thing, like I said, the coolest thing in this whole goddamn movie is the Violator. The Violator, that design, the animatronics that they use for that, fucking phenomenal. I love the Violator. The Violator looks cool as shit. But, um... But the rest of this shit, the way they look, the way they make Melboja look, Melboja is the devil in this uh in this universe. The way they make Melboja look, Melboja looks like something out of Doom from 1995. <laughs> you know, you remember like the old, the original Doom? He looked like something out of Doom, out of like fucking uh, what's that other? There was another, there was another game that was like that that you used to play. Shit, I all I can think about is Doom. Uh, he looked like something out of, he looked something out of Doom, you know, like when you're playing Doom, and like the little creatures flying in your face, and you gotta shoot it, you know, you gotta shoot it, he looked like, he looked like something out of Doom, from like the early, from like the early to mid-90s, that's what the fuck he looked, that's what the fuck Mel Boja looked like, he looked like a mangy, they made him look like a mangy dog, they made him look like a dog with Parvo, <laughs> that's what they made him look like, he looked like, he looked like a sick like a sick mangy dog. That's what Melboja looks like. Uh, and then hell, when they go to hell, hell looks like a fucking Windows 95 screensaver. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like a Windows 95 screensaver. And like you just like, yo, it's like when you try to be edgy, I'm gonna be edgy. I'ma have flames, nigga. You know, <laughs> that's what it look like. Look at my flames, G. Uh, ain't that extreme? Ain't that awesome? But yeah, it's the special effects are terrible. They are so, so fucking bad. I already talked about like Spawn coming from the rafters, breaking through the glass. I'm like, that shit looks fucking. That shit looks fucking terrible. You could tell they didn't render. You could tell they didn't render the cape right. You know, like because like there's people like standing within the cape, you know. <laughs> there's people standing in the fucking cape, you know, because like it's like you got like uh, Martin Sheen and uh, uh, DB Sweeney who's playing uh, his uh, Spawn's friend Terry and like all these other people around, all these other people that are around them and like you can tell like the fucking cape's not rendered right. You, know, you can tell it looks it looks fucking fake. It looks fake as shit. But yeah, man, these fucking these these, these special effects are bad. They're bad. It did not age well. Uh, let's talk about Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is just getting a paycheck. <laughs> uh, he starts off. I'm gonna say Martin Sheen starts off at the beginning. He he looked like he was eager. He looked like he was like ready to work. And then he realized, oh shit, I'm doing Spawn. And then he just fucking gave up. <laughs> it was like, he's over it by the second act. By the second act of the movie, he's just like, man, just give me my fucking paycheck so I can get the fuck up out of here, please. You know, just let, let's go. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. That's Martin Sheen in the, in the, in the, in the rest of this goddamn movie past the beginning. Uh... Terry Fitzgerald is a fuckboy. He's played by D.B. Sweeney in this movie. Uh, 
Terry Fitzgerald is a straight up fuckboy. Uh, because when Spawn, whose real name is Al Simmons, when Al Simmons dies, he gets with Al's wife, who's played by Teresa Randall, uh, Wanda. He gets with Wanda, like, I think they said that, that, that Al's been dead for five years, and then after that, Terry moves in. I I would think the the comic book Terry's a fuckboy. Cause like you fucking you fucking your man's girl, bro. That is that is not bro code. That is not bro code at all. If one of my niggas if one of my niggas died, I would not be fucking with their wife. You know, like one of my best one of my best friends. I got a really good friend, and like he has a wife. I ain't fucking with his wife. If he died, I ain't fucking with his wife. Even if I was single, I know I'm not a single man. But even if I wasn't, even if I was a single man, I ain't messing with my boy wife. You know, that ain't, that ain't bro code, bro. <laughs> That's not what we do around here. We don't do that. Terry Fitzgerald is a fuck boy, my dude. <laughs> fuck boy for real. It also sucks that they didn't make Terry black like he is in the comic books. Because he's a black guy in the comic books. But in the movie, they made him white. Uh... Because I could easily see Blair Underwood playing him. He's the guy, when I was watching this, he's the guy that popped in my mind. I was like, Terry Fitzgerald, Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood is the guy that popped in my mind when I thought about Terry Fitzgerald. But for some reason, they didn't they didn't want too many black people in this movie because they didn't want it to be a black movie, which if we got Michael Jai White and Teresa Randall... And if for some reason they got Blair Underwood or even like a Morris Chestnut or somebody, because he needs to be like a big buff, you know, dude that, because that's what Terry looks like in the uh, in the, in the comics. He's like a big buff dude, you know, and all this shit. And if they would have got one of those guys to play Terry, that's just three black people. You can't put three black people in a movie. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we need one black dude. We need one black woman. We don't need two black dudes. You know, <laughs> it's like that's what they wanted to do. But that was that was that was that's a that's a problem, man. I was like, three black people gonna make it a black movie? Are you sure about that? All right. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the rest of this movie. The biggest problem in this movie is that it tries too hard to be a Joel Schumacher Batman movie and The Crow at the same time. <laughs> because if you look at it because I was looking at this movie and I was like there's tinges of Joel Schumacher Batman in here with clown and like the bad humor they would go like they would like go with like because like the bat the Batman movies that Joel Schumacher did they had like a lot of bad humor they had a lot of gross out humor they had a lot of uh sexual humor there's a lot of sexual humor in this movie you know that's what Joel Schumacher did with the Batman films but then it wants to be the crow at the same time like this dude looking for redemption and trying to be all sad and shit at the same time because like because like at some point it wants to be a campy kids movie it wants to be a campy kids movie and then at other points it wants to be this like dark gritty horror movie you know like it wants to be this dark i am vengeance i am the night i am spawn type of fucking movie and 
they they just fail on both parts. They fail on both points. Because you don't know, because this movie doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be. Like, do you want to be campy? And do you want to sell the kids? Or do you want to be dark and gritty? You know, should have went with the dark and gritty point, because that's what the Spawn comic book is. Spawn the comic book is dark and gritty and raw and violent. (laughs) You know, it's super violent. You know, and they just didn't know what the fuck they wanted to be. They wanted that PG-13 rating so they could sell toys, but they also wanted to be a dark, they also wanted to be a dark superhero movie. It's like, make up your mind. Make up your fucking mind. Because this movie, this movie did have potential. Looking at it, the way it's set up, this movie had tons of potential. And it would have been it would have been a good movie if it had a better director. I think like this, like getting a guy, this is his first movie to be on like a big project like this. It didn't work. You know, like it didn't work. I know Marvel does that now and like they get like got they get like people that have only done done like one or two movies and they put them like on a big fucking scale. But like they got like they got like that Disney Marvel like budget behind them. You know, I think that that was another thing. The budget was low. So like when you, like if you want a director to do good, you gotta give him some money. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's another thing. You can give this motherfucker some money, but forty five million dollars on a movie like this that ain't gonna cut it. And he need like a hundred and fifty. You need a hundred and fifty million to do this movie, but that's not what they, that's not what they did, man. And this is the product that they got. They got a weak product for it, but overall. I enjoyed watching the movie for like pure nostalgia, you know, because I haven't watched this movie in years. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't watched this movie in years. But is it a good movie? No, <laughs> it's not a good movie. So that's it. I gotta give it a two out of five. I'm like, based on nostalgia, I'll watch it again. But as a movie, no, <laughs> it's not a good movie. I would recommend, but. Yeah, man. Two out of five. That's it. Join me next week where Viewer's Choice continues. I'm going to put four more movies up. Uh, I got to think of four more movies to put up now. And you guys can vote on uh, I Watched This As An Adult. Uh, the uh, Facebook page and the um, Instagram page I Watched This As An Adult. Uh, be sure to follow me on all, all that social media. Until next time, peace.